Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Triple A podcast with PJ and Molly in our relentless pursuit for mediocrity. Uh, we will again be spending approximately half of an hour uh, talking to you about three random topics selected from a hat. I'm PJ. I'm Molly, and that's right. We'll be completely wasting your time once again. The first topic, which I am drawing out of the hat right now, is sure to be a complete snoozer, and I'm 100% correct. Cricket. Oh, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Okay. So eight, I'm. Eight minutes start now. I'm going to challenge the snoozer interpretation of that argument. Cricket's a lovely sport. I completely agree. Cr- I think it's a very. It's a gentlemanly game, and I think we don't play it enough. I think part of the, um, the kind of, like, dislike of it is that Americans are like, oh, it's just like baseball, right? Like, yeah. No, it's, no. no it's not like baseball. I mean, it's. Like, it, it's. It's not like baseball, and I don't want it to be, and I don't think people should expect it to be. I think like that's a that's a. It's not that the bar is too high or anything. It's just that it's a completely different game. Like the pace is different. The the manners of the sport are completely yeah, different. That's I like, like saying it's... basketball is like netball. Like kinda. Oh, but like, <laughs> but like they're different sports, but, but and they no. deserve to be admired in their own right. Like I don't think netball deserves to be admired. We're not talking about just... netball, are we? I was making no, a we're not. Sure. But you said, but you said they deserve <laughs> to be admired, and you're wrong. I just think it's not true. Netball is stupid, but cricket, on the other hand, is is a very enjoyable game. And I feel like I also think cricket kind of like inspires in in a, in the same way that baseball does, kind of like a like a more ballpark atmosphere. Although I've heard it does get a little bit more rowdy at cricket matches than baseball games, but like there is kind of that collective like take me out to the cricket match kind of like atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it, it does depend. I mean, if you're playing, if you're playing a match at Lords and it's just a bunch of gentlemen at two p.m., I don't think it's going to be as rowdy as say like a World Cup match yeah, between you know, MCG, England, and India, and everybody's going crazy because this is two cricket powerhouses. And like, no. The other thing about cricket that kind of gives it a merit over baseball is that like you really don't need much to play cricket. Like, baseball, no, not at all. you kind of need, like, if you don't have a glove, your hands are going to get hurt. In, in cricket, you got sticks and a, a moderately ball-shaped thing, and, like, you're, you're playing cricket. It is cricket. a ball. But, like, it's, it's a ball. But, like, it doesn't have to be. Like, if you got, like, a, any kind of rubber ball and, like, a few sticks, you're in business. Yeah, no, I mean, and you can say the same about baseball, but in cricket, I like how they don't use gloves. At all, even at the professional level, and that thing is a that thing is basically a baseball. Like it's about the same size, and it's a leather ball. Hey. So imagine a baseball hit 50, 60 feet in the air, and you have to try to catch it. Just oh yeah, bare hands, no problem. Hey, you I'm call good. you calling Americans pansies? No, I'm not. I'm just saying that um, maybe sometimes you don't need a glove, <laughs> and sometimes you do. Well, maybe for cricket you do need a glove, and maybe we need to look out for hand security more often. That's, that's, that's no, that's no, only the wicketkeeper. Only the wicketkeeper, which is basically the catcher for those uninitiated, is the one that carries the gloves. And what I love about like cricket highlights is that when you watch them, you expect some of them to be kind of similar to like baseball highlights, and some of them are like you can throw someone out in a really cool way. But like when the ones that are like it like barely hits the wicket, and they're like, "How was that human? How was that throw humanly possible?" And everyone in the stadium's just like. Oh, like complete, like an utter, like mind blow. Like that stuff's fun to watch in a very strange I mean, way. I guess, I guess some of the, some of the more 
different rules of cricket can one compare to baseball at least is one of them I like the most is that you can hit it in any direction you want. You could just hit the ball backwards oh, and then the field some is of like, the what? crazy oh. highlights. Yeah, like the ones where like he'll swing over the ball and then as the ball's coming out of him, he'll like backswing and like hit it behind him and everyone's yeah. like Oh the field is like oh, it's gonna roll toward the fence. No, I can't do anything about that. Well, bam. An easy four. No. Also the scoring in cricket is very fun. I mean, I feel like it's 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 more than just a boring one by one. No, you have to run back and forth to earn your runs. Or if you beat the hell out of the ball, it can hit uh, it can hit the ground and hop over the the boundary for four, or just hit the boundary for four, or go all the way over and like the home run of cricket would be the six. Yeah. I'm also a big fan of like the hand signals the umpires use. What are they called umpires in cricket? They called refs. Uh, I believe so. Yes. Uh, umpires, are, uh, refs, whatever they use, like they like do the, all these weird sliding motions with their hands or big exasperated pointing TV shapes, like very. Well, yes, no, the, the signal, the signal for the four is like some guy making a wave with his hand. It's like he's like water bending in the air a little <laughs> bit. Uh, then you have the six, with his, which is just he just sticks yeah, two, yeah. both hands with three fingers up, just like woo. Yeah, hell yeah. Hooray. And then the and then the out is the TV uh, review. Is a TV no, 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 TV review. So because they have VAR. So what's an out? An out is just one finger up in the air. So what's that's the a two wicket. fingers up in the air? A wicket. That's what it's called. Not an out. It's a wicket. It's a wicket. It's a one. Yes, it is an out. That's a sticky it's not, wicket, an out is a wicket. isn't it? No, two fingers up in the air is probably just six. He's just doing it up in the six. But then if he makes the TV sign, it's because they're reviewing something. Uh, whether that ball was caught or whether that ball was um, hitting the wickets or not or whether it's a no ball or, you know, that's he was run out or not. It, it, you know, there's a lot to review there. No, and what's also cool is that it's kind of like unending. Cricket can kind of like go on forever if like the other team's not good. Like, Originally, it's like not supposed to end. Like yeah. it was never really had the like, limit. Because they it's didn't have out. bowl counts, so like you could kind of until all your batters were out, you could kind of just keep going and like rack yeah, up. Yeah, that's what the whole stereotype. Score. Yeah, that's what the whole stereotype of like, oh, cricket takes days to play, right? And like, well, if you play it the the, the original way, way yeah. yes, but but don't do that. That's kind of dumb. Also, like baseball. When when baseball matches go to like three or four in the morning, people are are like, "Uh, please let this end." But then they, you I know, am say, not. "I am thrilled." Well, well, yes, we, we're di- we're different. We're we're built different. Um, I would say oh. that. <laughs> oh. I would say did not that did not appreciate that. Cricket... Oh. <laughs> oh, would... gross. But I don't know why people are so immediately like ready to pounce on cricket at least in america like like cricket's boring not even they're just even european sports in general like soccer's boring cricket's boring they're really fun sports if you give them chances like just give it a chance I, watch a cricket did match. you know i looked this up recently did you know that there are only eight professional cricket grounds in the united states what that's so eight. sad one of them is in south florida and by south florida i mean like it's three hours north of miami but it's technically hey, south man. There's civilization there. There's civilization there. But like, nah, sure. But like, come on. Like, I feel like it's also it's kind of like rugby. Like Americans, like, oh, why would I play rugby? We got football. Like, fo- like they're fun sports to watch, to play. Really good sports to get involved in. It's just it's hard to get involved here. But like, imagine being the pioneer that brings cricket to America. Imagine how cool that would be. Like you're the James Naismith of American cricket. That'd be so cool. 
like innovating rules if you wanted to to make it more fun. Although I guess people in the end would be like, it's too similar to baseball. Like, that's yeah, or then at that point, it's not even cricket. You got to keep, keep at least the same rules as the international standard. But, you know, I think I think people should play cricket more in the U.S. I think it's dumb that we don't. And it's a very it's a very gentlemanly sport. It's a very that's a sticky wicket, isn't it? You bowled him out, love. (laughs) Okay, well, didn't need that, but no, it's 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 got a different pace to it. It's a little slower, but honestly, it's more entertaining. But like, but in the same way that baseball, baseball slow. Sorry, PJ. Nope, nope. Let me finish my thought. No, no, you can't do that. Eight minutes. You are not allowed to do that. I'm, I'm really mad maybe if you. you remember the rules you would know that you can't do that really but that's mad, okay i'm really mad at you you know oh yeah girl i'm sure you're real angry pick uh, another topic super. how about that pick another topic oh what is that is that what i'm doing right now hey man nut up or shut up that's all i'm saying that what <laughs> okay the the next topic is i'll take it was clowns. It's clowns. It's clowns. <laughs> yes, it's clowns. Okay. So, listen, we live We live in a privileged era. Time started. We live in a privileged era. Our experience with clowns in popular culture is one of two things. Is Krusty the Clown from The Simpsons or it's Pennywise from It? That's all we got. We're not, you know, there with any of the people who actually had, like, clowns come to birthday parties. Or, you know, clowns doing, like, actual, like, clown things like they were intended to do. Or, like, going to a circus and seeing a clown. We didn't get that. We didn't get well, that. I, I don't know if that's privilege. Like, I don't know. Is it privilege, really? Uh, yeah, like, I, I have like no desire would... to see a clown in, like, a Ringling Brothers circus. Like, I don't know. I feel like it'd be entertaining just to see, like, look, this is a fool that is intentionally embarrassing himself but and we're paying him to do this but i feel like when you bring up the topic of clowns right now the question you have to immediately default to and the one that we have to immediately address are clowns are they murderers creepy? are they creepy oh well are clowns creepy do you, are you scared it of depends clowns? are you scared of clowns am i am i scared of clowns if the clown is holding some sort of weapon then yes because well, i'm scared of well weapons. yes if pennywise charges at you with demon teeth you're gonna be like oh that's yes. scary but like, I, well, I would say more than that. I would probably curse and then cry. But I, no. I yes, I would think it is scary. But like, <laughs> if Bozo the clown's holding like a squirty water flower at you, and he's like, "Ah, oh, I got you," psst, psst, like, are you gonna be like, "Ah!" Like, no, I, I, I think I'd laugh, and then I'd be like, "Do they really pay you for this?" And then he'd say, "No, I'm unemployed. I'm unemployed. <laughs> I'm doing this because they're giving me part of the food." No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Clowns probably don't don't make too much money these days. I I mean most of them don't make money. Most of them are no longer clowns. And like which is a shame. The highest profile clowns in our media aren't even real clowns. They're fictional characters. Like Pennywise is an actor. It's Bill Skarsgård. Like that's not fair. Why does he get to be the clown? Why don't we get an actual clown to play Pennywise? Yeah. Well, I, I feel like I feel like that would have taken away from the movies a little bit if you didn't have an actor playing the clown. Then again, it would have also been creepy just to see a regular clown doing clown stuff. I don't know if you remember it, like on like TV when we were little. That was always like the insult, like, "Huh, I, I, you got you look like you got a degree from clown college." Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I bet clown college is hard. Like, I'm sure many of them are prestigious universities. That you know, it's a very rigorous. 
set of tests that you have to take to become a clown. Like, literally, your whole shtick is, like, puns and slapstick comedy. Like, you gotta, that's... And balloons. To keep that original is tough. It's, it, it's honestly harder than it looks. I mean, I cannot imagine making a balloon dog, much less a balloon no. elephant or balloon Balloon giraffe. art's hard. No. Like, I, I'm going to leave that to the clowns, man. Balloon art is hard. Like, it took me, like, until I was 18 years old, like, yesterday to learn how to tie, like, a basic knot. Like, I, I don't know how to do anything. <laughs> I don't know how to do anything. So the fact that you can make, like, mm -hmm. an animal out of, like, rubber and air, no, that's applause. Applause. Okay, but but back to the the our clowns creepy question. I would lean no. Generally, clowns are not creepy because they're just that's just some person in makeup with big shoes and a, a red nose. Yeah, if they're yeah. doing it right. I mean, the thing is, my experience with clowns is so limited. I haven't seen a lot yeah. of clowns. Like, I watched The Simpsons when I was little, and I saw Krusty. Like. Hey, hey, kids! I mean, like, you know, that's... And if I, I mean, saw Krusty because, um, in real life, I'd be like, yeah, that's funny. Like, Krusty's funny. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm talking with a clown right now, but I don't know what that, oh, that would be like if it were replicated in... Oh. You got me. You called me a clown. Are you happy, Molly? Are you happy? Never. Am I never. creepy? Do I creep you out? Why, yes, but for different why reasons. Why don't you laugh at the things that I tell you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that reminds me. Uh, Joker. Oh, I feel like Joker he's another is clown. Evolved He's the evolved creepy clown stereotype, where it's just like, oh, this is an evil genius clown that is actively out to murder people. But the film also wants you to, like, identify with the clown, like, I have a tough no, time no, in society. That's, like, no, that's the new Joker. Heath Ledger Joker's just like, I hate order, so I hate you. Bye-bye. a little dead. anarchy. You know, freaking. <laughs> like, ah, that, although that clown would, in fairness, he'd creep me out. That, that oh, he be... he does creep me out. I think he creeped himself out. Oh, if I'm honest, well, I mean, well, we don't we don't talk about. Oh, that. we don't talk. Oh, is right. We don't right. talk about that. That's but um, like the whole the whole why so serious and giving off like the fake, wholesome like just the facade there. I feel that's what creeps people out about clowns. It's like people can't genuinely be so full of whimsy and wonder. That's impossible. This must be a, I'm a gonna, jig. I'm gonna side with you. I'm gonna say clowns aren't creepy. I'm gonna say that like. In the end, they're probably like some some like overweight forty something named like John. Hey, who's like, they can be skinny too. Yeah, the skinny like, clown has a greater burden to bear because the the larger clown can at least play with his tummy and use his weight <laughs> as comedic fodder. I'm being play serious. With his tummy. Listen, he can use his. See, look, you laugh just to play with his tummy, but I can imagine if you use your stomach as a drum, little kids will laugh. If you're a skinny kid and you try to do the same thing, people will be like, what are you doing? Why, why are you doing that? That makes me unhappy. And yeah, then the kids like, will start yelling and crying. But, like, there's some 40-something named John with a 5 o'clock shadow who puts on the white face paint, does the clown stuff for a few hours, and then leaves and goes to drown their sorrows at White Castle. Like, that's... that's who drowns their sorrows? At, who drinks at a White Castle? Uh, Harold and Kumar. They eat a lot of burgers and, and, uh, and fries. They don't drink. Diet Coke. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's, I sure. love that movie. Here, but we're not talking about Harold and Kumar. We're talking about... Actually, clowns. it makes sense that you're drowning your sorrows in Diet Coke, which would only... That's such a depressing ...make drink. you even more sorrowful. Yeah. Diet Coke is such a depressing more. drink. Diet soda is disgusting in general, but that's a topic for another time. Back to You'll clowns. throw that one in the hat.
wow. I'm actually gonna do that after this. Uh, but, but no, um, um, yeah, clowns, clowns aren't creepy. Just, I feel like you gotta sympathize with them a little bit. And like, hey, man, if the shtick isn't landing, it's like, I know you're trying. You're putting in the effort. And if you're a little creepy, you know, you're trying your best. And if the kids get creeped out, they're not for it, man. But you do you. Listen, nothing hurts, nothing hurts more than when a joke doesn't land. Oh, wow. Nothing. Yeah, and those clowns, oh, my they word. I mean, that's, that's like most of their job is just like missing jokes almost on purpose to try and see if the little kids will laugh. Or if you're in an adult clown party, which would be just like, there's so many questions an surrounding adult that. Adult clown not party. <laughs> Right. I'm just I, not gonna. I don't. Gonna I don't want to hear of... any more descriptions of an adult clown party. Very well. well actually, I'm this is this is. Them. I'd call no, that. No, this no. is what this podcast is. This podcast is an adult clown party. An adult clown party. Very good. Yep. Um, I don't want to hear any more descriptions of that. But no, it's just like you're missing all those jokes, and I feel like we have to at least like, hey, I don't like it when my jokes miss. So, Mr. Clown, Mrs. Clown, I understand. Who are Mr. and Mrs. Clown? Sounds like the They're, worst listen. family ever. Clown Junior. <laughs> Their child, Clown Junior. Clown Junior and Clownette. Like, there's Mr. Mime, like, from Pokemon. <laughs> Is there a clown Pokemon? Stop. There's a Mime Pokemon, but there's no clown Pokemon. I'm sure there are. Although he's kind of like a mix. Mr. Mime's kind of like well, a mix. He's got the pain. Good thing our time's up. That's, that's a solid eight minutes. What's the next that? topic on the adult clown party? <laughs> respect your clown. Respect clowns, honestly. Like, you should... What's Give him a break. What's the next topic, buddy? Let's hold on, hold on. I'm I'm moving the the adult the little pa the little papers. Ah, fuck! I dropped it. What are it, like, the constraints of a clown? The constraints of a clown. I seriously dropped it again. It's disco. It's disco. Eight minutes. All right, you're the lead off. Underrated here. genre. You lead off. Underrated genre. Absolutely underrated genre. Disco music is a a treat. Honestly, one of the greatest things that mankind has come up with, I would argue. Hey, man. Easily so. For a good 10 to 15 years, you had the solid disco run in the 70s and the 80s. You know, you had your... And what I like about disco so much, and I'm agreeing with you, it's all-time great musical genre, especially an all-time great American musical genre. I'd say that mm -hmm. what disco did was, like, bring, like, a lot of musical ideas together and put them all in vogue at once so mm -hmm. you had a lot of motown sounds you had a lot of kind of funkier sounds that had adapted themselves from like earlier rock and roll music and pop music merged and that you kind of all got melded in the disco with big brass coming in oh, there's a yeah. bunch of horns trumpets that's something we didn't mention when we talked about earth and fire that my dad was very eager to remind me about is that that big brass sound was a lot of what made those bands unique. Oh, 100%. Stand out. And Very unique instrumentation. And then there's also the, the big vocals that made oh, yeah. disco disco. And I think another thing about disco that became so important was kind of like the presentation and the pomp and the pageantry of it all. Like how everything mm -hmm. was de decorated in rhinestones. And you had, of course, the disco ball that was shiny and reflected everywhere. And the dance floors that had like light up tiles on them. Like you had this yeah. big ostentatious presentation that was really in like inviting. It was like a very warm, active yeah, space. Disco was, disco was bright. It was energetic. It was everywhere. You couldn't help but like, and you couldn't avoid it, especially with, I mean, there was big thumping bass. There was loud vocals, trumpets. It was enveloping. It sort of created its own environment. And I think that's why this disco had so much success. 
also, like, I feel like now when we think about disco, and I don't think this is a bad thing, that, like, our default is, like, to think about, like, a movie like Saturday Night Fever, where, you know, everyone's wearing the white suits and, you know, doing the, the disco moves, and Alec Baldwin, or John Travolta, not Alec Baldwin, John, John Travolta. John Travolta. But, yeah, but, yeah. like... Like, I think that that's the bad part, but no, I honestly, think that's if, good. If you, I think having no, just, a, a place meant, where you know where you get out on the town Saturday night and you strut your stuff and you dance, like that's great. No, no, I meant I meant just John Travolta. <laughs> just John Travolta was the bad part. The rest of it is wonderful. I would rather have just all that. That'd be great. A night out on the town where you just you don't even have to do anything. Disco isn't associated with necessarily just like oh, this is a big drug scene, or oh, this is a big drinking scene, or oh, you have to be a certain age or a certain time. Like, no, nope, you just go out and dance and look like an idiot for a few hours. Yeah, and It'd I think great. that's that's part of the, like, the, when disco, when people talk about, like, disco dying, like, the death of disco. like It, didn't, it, was, it never died. Yeah, but, like, it was, but that, it, that, that whole idea of that kind of puts disco in the light of more of, like, a social movement. Like, where, like, you had, like, like discotheques that were open that got replaced with places like bars or concert halls but you had energetic places and where clubs. anybody could go out and have a night on the town that didn't necessarily have to be filled with alcohol or drugs although a lot of times there was that but it could just be right. dancing and energy and music and passion and sweat you know unless you were in footloose then you can't do any of that but you know oh <laughs> we're not in footloose Everybody can like <laughs> but like to think about that and think about how much, like, modern pop music, like, starting in the 90s and in the 2000s, borrowed from that kind of disco culture. How, like, someone oh. like Britney Spears, like, has that kind of, like, heat and passion about her music. The kind of glitz and glamour that came from disco. That disco helped to popularize. I mean... Well, hold on now, because there's another thing. Another genre that other people might not immediately associate with disco is house music. Oh, Yeah. Oh, 100%. house music is a hundred percent disco part two, easy peasy. And I think a lot of that comes with like artificial instrumentation. Like you can get a drum beat from like a synthesizer, or like using instruments like melodicas or like digital drums. You're getting yeah, a lot of like it's a standard drum machine. Just you, you get a bunch of rhythms, you mash them up together, and mix them around however you want, and each time you get a unique combination of sounds. Yeah, that can either be, like, at, at least for house music, a lot of times that takes the place of, like, a vocal line or a vocal melody. But for disco, it was, like, this huge embellishment. So you had these suave singer voices, people like Barry Gibb, people like Maurice White, who had these suave, sensual voices, and then these massive backing music. I mean, like, it was beautiful. Oh, well, you also... No, but sometimes it was also big, massive vocals. Loretta Holloway, Diana Ross. Donna Summer, you yeah. had Donna Summer huge like booming vocals that just dominated anything they even overtook the massive horns and the drums they were the show and they still are the show and and i think it's wonderful that that music just sort of god damn it's also so catchy it's yeah, ridiculous no, it's great how and, is it that catchy and it almost makes me think of someone who came a little bit after disco someone like michael jackson who if you watch a video for a song like smooth criminal like you see obviously it's a bit more of a, a pop sound but like he has the white suit he has the flashy dance moves the big the coordinated glove. routine the glove the, 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 the rhinestone, the rhinestone glove. glove like that's disco like without disco mm -hmm. without disco creating that kind of you know 
pageantry, you're not going to have Michael Jackson doing that kind of stuff. Like Jackson 5, that Motown sound. A lot of that led to inspiration for people like Michael Jackson and pop music going forward. Like, the relevance of disco today can't really be questioned. And I like how I like how disco is also uh, a clearly grassroots movement. It isn't like manufactured or like just industry top-down development. I feel like disco was created when just people in clubs decided like, hey, I want to hear this song for a little bit longer. I want to dance. Singles used to be like two minutes long. Yeah. And then everyone's like, hey, this sounds great. Let's just play it out for like six, well, seven, 12 minutes. Why not? I would say. And it just kept dancing. I would say you had someone like, um, oh, I'm forget, I'm gonna Barry Gordy, like someone who like founded something like Motown and recruited, uh, frankly, underpaid a lot of African African American artists to make some of the most influential music of the era, and then you had a a kind of reaction to that where people didn't want to make like stereotypically like like a sound of music they wanted to create like a new genre that was a lot more focused on energy and passion that wasn't just mm-hmm. like like rock and roll music and when you had that kind of that kind of change it it really kick-started what would later become modern pop music and i i think that's super amazing i feel like another great thing about disco is that it's incredibly adaptable i mean you can just what i've what i've heard before or some random thing something like hooked on classics where you have classical music being like you take the same sort of instruments the strings like violin cello the horns and then you add like a big kicking bass drum beat and it becomes a disco song out of nowhere also like you've heard the love theme from romeo and juliet turned yeah, into a that. disco song it's wonderful but like also another way disco's relevance can't be questioned or it's death called you know all the icons you know the disco ball the afro the gloves the white clothes it's great honestly i i, I feel like it's a universal genre, and it doesn't get enough credit, which makes me really angry, but I'm always going to advocate for it. And that'll be how the time ends. Very, very luckily, we, we finished that one within the... We should open a discotheque. Let's do it. I don't think anyone would go. We'll go. Every man has his place. But rent is expensive. Heart, there's a space. You know? And where the world can embrace his fantasy. Why don't we open a discotheque in our hearts? The discotheque in our hearts. Oh, that would be so great. Mine got foreclosed upon. <laughs> the rent got jacked up. <laughs> the rent got really high. I mean, it's very expensive in the heart. The rent is the too damn high. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of stuff in the heart, like, you know, blood, love, whatever. Oh, well, we can is. talk about rent next time on the Triple Eight podcast. Or hopefully the mediocrity train rolls into boring station and you get to hear another 30 minutes of our wonderful, exasperating voices. Hooray! Share with other people if you like it. If you didn't do it anyway, bye! Yeah, please share it. Okay, thanks. Hasta luego.